0: Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast
1: with me, Matt Ford.
0: And me, John Richardson. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people.
1: It's also a show that has frankly strayed from its original brief and become a sadistic cult built around making me eat stuff that makes me
0: cry. I mean, you could win at any point and not have to do that. This week we'll be joined by Leeds and England striker Patrick Bamford. To discuss his FPL team and how popular FPL is in Premier League dressing rooms up and down the country.
1: Plus we'll be joined by comedian Alexandra Haddow to discuss her
0: team, the Grealish Showman. Da, 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 da.
2: Patrick Bamford.
0: I'm very excited, Matthew. Just so you know, because when the interview happens when Patrick comes on, I shall go all coy like a little boy. Shall you? I? Want you to know, yeah, I'm very excited to talk I'm to Patrick.
1: It's really been a show for heroes, hasn't it? We had Stuart Pearce last week, Patrick Dunford this week.
0: Absolutely. And can I just say, I realise you and Patrick don't have the sort of initial bond that you perhaps have with Stuart, but can I say I hope he gives you as much abuse as Stuart did, and I hope he's as hard-hitting with his belief that you are talentless in FPL and outside of FPL.
1: Well, the outside bit's a bit harsh, I'm sure I, I
0: thought that was the sort of gist of what he said. It was just that you're you're sort of i want to use the phrase clueless oaf. I know he didn't say that, but that's very much the vibe I got from him
1: what from psycho from Stupid? yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I got a sort of unfashionable um sort of clueless oaf.
1: no, what I took from it was basically father son relationship that he wrapped his arms around me r- mm. almost wrapped me in swaddling clothes, fresh from the bath, white your body. Me down. Yeah, the whole the whole shebang really went for it, and um, that's what, that's what it felt to me very affectionate. It didn't feel cold; it felt warmth and mm. care. Yeah, obviously expressed sometimes in, in in you know arguably kind of derogatory language, but uh, I guess that's kind of uh, you know that's football for you, you know. And as football guys, you know, we we love a bit of bants.
0: Now you love a no game week, don't you? So I imagine you're quite chipper this week. Well, no, no, I am. No stress, yeah.
1: Well, because I finally got to go to the pub for the first time in a long time, and I didn't go to the pub with any old sod. I, <laughs> <laughs> at the weekend, in a story that sounds too strange to be true, ended yeah. up on an all day drinking session with Brick Top Tony from Snatch, Alan Ford.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of people who could give you an absolute talking to, oh, man. Are you listening here?
1: He is so funny. So he's 83 and he looks great on it. And um, I got to know him a few years. It sounds bizarre, but this is all true. I got to know him a few years ago when your friend of mine, Lloyd Langford, brilliant Welsh comedian. Wonderful man. We were talking about him and he said, oh, we should email
0: him and invite him out for dinner.
1: So I was like... He's
0: Welsh, Lloyd Langford, by the way.
1: Oh, you now steady on. So... um, I said, all right, So, drunk in the pub, emailed his agent. It turns out Alan Ford is a massive fan of British comedy and not just TV and radio, but like he's aware of the circuit, has an amazing detailed knowledge of British stand up. So he'd heard of both Lloyd and I. And anyway, we ended up taking him out for dinner. We've kept in touch. We kept in touch through lockdown. So I met him at his local. But <laughs> he's just the most amazing bloke because he's got all the mannerisms of Bricktop. Obviously because it's him, right? So he moves and sounds like him. But his personality is very different. He's a very pleasant man. But even when he's just describing ordinary things, or even just what he wants to drink, it's, there's an air of menace about it. I thought, like, oh, what, what do you want? And I'll have a glass of Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's so funny.
0: How do you think he would... uh, Did did you talk about FPL at all? Is he a football man?
1: He's more a man of the arts. He's very well-read. He's very into plays and and, uh, the stage and things. And we sat there outside his pub. People walking back and forth, just chatting to him. Oh, my word. So this happened. This was bizarre. Guy walks past in a forest tracksuit. This is in London. So, obviously, I Not a hill
0: forest. Absolutely.
1: So I go, you reds. And he goes, oh, hello, mate. And I go, hello, how are you doing? So I just entered into a friendly conversation. Now I'm a few pints in at this point. I said, oh, um, yeah, how are you doing? And he went, well, not bad. Apart from um, a bus crashed into my house and demolished it. So now I'm living in a hotel. I went, all oh, right. Hang on, what? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. A-, a bus veered off the road, demolished my house, and I'm living in a hotel. So I was like, oh. And you know when you just like passing conversation? Outside, it wasn't really what I'd bargained for. And then Alan goes, is he a mate of yours? And I went, <laughs> no. And he was like, I just told you, his house has been demolished. So what's going on here? I was like, well, I've just asked him how he was. And he told me because his house has been demolished. Bass. I was like, "What?" Well, you were here. It was just the most surreal. I mean, obviously, especially when you're a few beers in, you're like, hang on, what? What is going on here?
0: We've reached the point of the curse of Matt Ford's. I'm going to say it again, and this is probably the last week I'll say it because it's not the catchphrase I'm looking for. Are you okay, mate? I'm having a
1: wonderful time. I'm having a lovely time. And you know what's really nice when you tell someone something, particularly like a proper, he's brick top. He says, you're looking good. You look like lost white. I said, uh, yeah, I've got gait. He went, ah, oh, the old salmon. <laughs> 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 salmon and trout.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I've
1: just been diagnosed by Brick It I just felt I can't, it's the most
0: invigorating experience of my life I had a conversation with a celebrity about Piles this week Shall we play Who did John Richardson talk to about Piles this week? 20 questions, go Comedian Yes, more of a straight stand-up um, okay. of, of his time uh, An entertainer in the broadest sense um,
1: Were they big in the 90s? Yes Jack D
0: no. Oh, wow. Whereas Jack D might have been on perhaps Channel 4, this this person was very much Saturday night, BBC, ITV. Bradley Walsh. You're in the right ballpark now. Jim they Davidson. friends. No, come Bertie on, Clifton. mate. Clifton. What am I chatting to Jim Davidson about grapes for? Well, I don't know. I'm not bumping into Jimmy D, am I? Well,
1: the, the answer...
0: Keep him off be... Brexit. Let's talk <laughs> about piles, mate. Got the right first initial. Which was what? J J, I could have asked him where he was going with that gun in his hand.
1: What on earth has happened now? Are you?
0: Did... That's a song lyric. Hey, blank, where you going with that gun in your hand? Right, okay, don't okay. song. The it's song's just, called just throw... Hey
1: Joe. Right, okay, so Joe, so sixty-year-old comedian called Joe.
0: If anyone at home is getting this, I'll give you the biggest clue I can possibly give.
1: La 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 ah! la. Joe Pasquale.
0: Joe Pasquale gave wow. me a treatment for hemorrhoids this week. Which is what? You pour ice-cold milk directly into the anus. But you'd have to be doing a handstand. Well, he has someone do it for him. Um, also, hang on, into, but it's a closed valve. Well, you can open the valve and you can pour in the milk.
1: Um, <laughs> what is this? I don't. That's think... what he
0: said. He said the coldness helps relieve the piles, and the protein in the milk breaks it down. And if I... you're going to question the man, you take it up with him.
1: Okay, I've got a lot of questions. Let's start with question number one. Have you tried it yet?
0: No, I'm a vegan, and I don't think it'll work without milk.
1: Okay. So, um,
0: secondly then, did he
1: seem serious? I know that's a very difficult question when
0: applied to the man, Pasquale. Oh, he acted it out, mate. Told a very funny story about having it done at a tour show because he couldn't go on because the uh, the grapes were acting up so much and he had to get his tour manager to do it. Um And uh, the security guy walked into the dressing room when it was happening. And then 20 years later, he was back at the same theatre. And the security guy said to him, pint of milk in your dressing room, Joe, as requested. Okay. And he said, I can't believe he remembered. And I said, I can't believe you think someone would forget watching Joe Pasquale have milk poured into his rectum. does Does he recommend any particular type of milk? No, his exact words were, forget your anusol, cold milk.
1: Forget your anusol, you want cold milk.
0: Yeah, right up there. Uh, I, ex- uh, I explained uh, that uh, mine were internal. Where's Pinkie Pie? Hello. Where's Pie? Is that Pasquale? Where's Pinkie Pie? No, that's my daughter. She does sound similar. Does it sound like Pasquale? I thought he'd turned um, up. She's just asking where Pinkie Pie is. I did bring Pinkie Pie Is that what you call Pie Uranus? Where? Um, where's Where? Uh, Pinkie Pie is probably in the hallway, I think. I brought her in from the car, so okay. she's in here somewhere. No, <laughs> no. Is
1: Pinkie Pie uh, to do with the piles, or is that a... Is that a bum's uh, day? Is that something else? I mean,
0: Pinkie Pie does sound like an affectionate term for a pile, but mm-hmm. uh, is actually the party pony from My Little Pony. Okay, um, as you all know, they've all got different skills, and that's what their cutie marks denote. Pinkie Pie has three balloons that indicate that she is the party pony. Uh, there's <laughs> Twilight Sparkle. There's Rarity. Um, there's Rainbow Dash. You know, some are good at talking to animals. Some are good at magic. Some can fly. There's are a whole new of them world.
1: Good at relieving anal fissures.
0: Yes, uh, Dangleberry is the pile pony and uh, her cutie mark, well, it's oh. too graphic to describe. Um, you, you, you don't see her on the cartoon, put it that way.
1: So, now, I understand how my conversation with Bricktop started because he told me I'd lost weight. I said that was part of the reason. How on earth do you start a chat with Joe Pasquale a- a-
0: about your bumhole? Oh, well, I sat down and burst into tears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, let's talk about football because it has been a big football. Although there have been no games, there has been a game-changing moment in football this week that Newcastle United have rid themselves of Mike Ashley Mm -hmm. to the tune of £300 million and are now owned by a Saudi conglomerate. What what do you think of all this, Matthew?
1: Well, so I fully understand why uh, our friends in the north are delighted Lovely. to see the back of Mike Ashley. I fully understand that. Um it's the only part of him I'd want to look at. But
0: Oh, he's got proper gear on this. You can hear the notes rustling. That, you know what? This is all adlib, baby. Is it very oh, good. Oh drinking good it evening like Pasquale's
1: laughter. milk before he's taking it to his
0: anus. One of the British podcast awards.
1: <laughs> well <laughs> However, without wanting to sound all, you know, worthy about it, I do worry about sport-washing. I wasn't happy about the World Cup being in Russia. I'm not happy about the next one being in Qatar. I'm not happy about the ownership of various football clubs in England. This is the latest one. I just slightly despair that how readily fans go, oh, well, other clubs are owned and la de da You're like, well, if we all do that, then the world's a terrible place and the success of our football teams, much as I'm desperate for my own team to be successful, there are other things that also matter a lot, including human rights in countries uh, where the owners have hugely enriched themselves, uh, and the public sadly uh, live under tyranny and I can't believe how readily football fans can justify it. Breaking news live on the podcast, by the way, and we know that by the time you listen to this, things may have changed, but the curse of me, England, are currently losing one nil.
0: Oh my God, while we record.
1: Oh, but Ronaldo in my fantasy team has scored twice for Portugal. So maybe the curse is starting to lift. Ronaldo raising his game wants to start for United and that will then boost my FPL team.
0: As you said, Ronaldo in your team, you are, you know, I'm talking to you as if you're his manager. Talk to me about uh, the fact that Ronaldo was given Premier League Player of the Month uh, this month. A bit controversial, really. Mo Salah really hasn't, had a bad week, Ronaldo has been benched and had a bad week,
1: yes, and as well as that i don 't know if you saw this he's had a cryotherapy chamber shipped to his new home, which the temperatures can go as low as
0: minus two hundred degrees. Yes, now I have had cryotherapy. <laughs> have you no, no, tell me about it I did it I went to uh I went to l a to do like a show for channel Four uh where one of the... It was all about future tech, and one of the things was these people who believe age is limitless, and you know by dint of the average age for the healthiest in society going up basically a year every year, you can basically live forever. And one of the things I firmly believe in is these new technologies and cryotherapy. And I don't massively believe in it, but I will say this. Lucy says... I haven't got ill since I had cryotherapy, and she wants me to keep having it. The thrill of coming out, there's a euphoria to being that cold and then not being that cold. Now, there's a lot of science behind what happens to your cells. For me, it was just like it was like a roller coaster. It was horrific, and then you come out, and for I'd say for a good few hours, you're just happy not to be doing that anymore.
1: Is it like obviously the closest thing I've had is a cold shower or put ice on myself? So is it that you, that pain is severe or is it almost so cold that it's a completely different sensation? Is it immediately cold? Do they do they kind of lower you in? How does it work?
0: It's not as bad as you see. So you sort of walk into it. It's like a it's like a phone box basically. Um, you have to wear uh, gloves and things because if your hand touches anything outside, it'll sort of freeze to it. Um, <sighs> And when you walk, I mean, it's cold when you walk in, but then, I mean, the difference between minus 80 and minus 200, you know, I mean, who can tell? It's just, it's just so cold. It's obscene. You sort of can't compute it. It's so insane. But I did feel really good afterwards. And I also got like spun round in a little, like a little pod that's supposed to send all the blood to your brain while you get like images fired at you, like different colored Images to scramble your brain. Um, I had the sort of vitamin B shot. You know, I I did come out feeling really good. It sounds great. I mean, I I would love to do it, you know, because I love the cold. Well, what about for the next game week? Since we've had a week off, what about next week? There's a reward for the victor and a punishment for the loser. So if you win, I'll pay for you to go and have a session of cryotherapy. And then the loser has to do a bad forfeit.
1: Yes, and, and likewise, I'll pay for you to have cryotherapy. Because right. you know what? The logic actually I think is good because think about how our crops work and what often insulates your crops from pests <laughs> is a good frost. And part of the problem with climate change is that you're not getting those cold winters that kill the bugs mm. off. On you're the
0: likening Cristiano Ronaldo to a kale. That Absolutely. Sort of winter kale. Yeah, so
1: you, you, the coldness obviously kills... What they tell you about your jeans, don't wash them, stick them in the freezer, I've never done it, have you?
0: Um, no, God, no, I don't even wash them. You don't wash jeans, do you? I wash mine. Oh, mate, you are missing out, pal, because I'm <laughs> telling you, uh, it,
1: it's close to f- fresh bedding, as you can get. Putting on a fresh kind of like... Because they kind of go stiff.
0: Yeah, I don't like, like that.
1: Grrr, there's a slight bit... Of put him in, and it's, oh, it's a very satisfying roughness on the flesh. And then, why, oh, yeah, it's, it's if almost we were like in
0: the, uh, putting your whole body in a sock. No, I don't think I'd like that. I don't like the constraint. Sometimes I have nightmares about being in one of those straitjackets. I I wouldn't Ooh. be able to handle it. I'd go mad. I'd be screaming.
1: We did dream therapy the other week. Tell me about this dream.
0: Yeah, I can't. I can't handle the thought of uh, being in, I, I just sort of tied up in a straitjacket on the floor screaming. How often are you um, having this dream? When was the last time you had it? Oh, I don't know. Maybe once a year. It's it's not a regular one. But the the fear of it just occurs to me during the day. Sometimes I'm sitting there and I have to sort of flail my arms around just to remind myself that I can do. Something about not being able to move my arms I find very upsetting. I wonder where that
1: comes from then. Do do you get hugged too tight?
0: Um, I don't know. I'm not a very affectionate person.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's a fear of just restriction in general. You don't like being told what to say. You don't like these new rules. No one's going to strike a metaphor for what's happening to our society. John Richards wants to say something, he's going to say it. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
0: I was chatting to Jim Davidson about this this week after he told me to to tip a McFlurry down the uh, end of my penis to treat uh, crabs. Well, Um, you know
1: what? It would probably freeze them to death
0: or drown them. So, Jim might be onto to <laughs> While we are discussing forfeits and prizes, mm-hmm. last week we, you were set a challenge to get a message for this podcast from none other than Late Night Loves Graham Torrington.
1: Okay, I have good news and bad news. The good news is I am in touch with GT, and yeah. he has agreed to do a message.
0: We just don't have it yet.
1: So, uh, okay. hold on there, listeners. That treat coming next week. Um,
0: Let's get our first guest. What a thrill. I'm delighted to say that we are joined by Leeds United legend, England legend and FPL legend, Patrick Bamford. Thank you for joining us.
2: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, Now, I I want to make it clear from the outset that as a Leeds United fan, I don't know if you know much about this podcast, but Matt Ford is cursed and is basically the reason if you've had a bad FPL week is because of Matt Ford. So okay. he's had Kane in from the beginning, and we all know how that's ended up. He brought in Ronaldo the week that he got benched. I- I'm only allowing him to speak to you because you're injured already. So I wouldn't allow him to curse you and make just you miss Leeds least. games if you weren't already missing Leeds games. So I- I'm loath to introduce you, but Pat and Matt say hello. And Matt, just rein in the curse if you would, please. I don't have any control over this.
1: Uh, Patrick, you had Stuart <laughs> Pearce on the show last week. And, and yeah. you know, he's a guy who is an inspirational leader, who uses psychology in his career. I'm sure you're uh, on top of your own psychology. Do you believe in, in certain people being jinxed in sport, in life, in FPL?
2: Um, no, although I, there has been a fair few times where I was close to believing it because it used to happen to me quite a bit last season. But it, Well, mainly with myself, actually. Um, okay. I would take myself off captain for one week because I thought say for instance Salah had an easier game I'd put him captain and then I'd end up scoring like one or two or getting get two assists or something and Salah did nothing so it did happen a few times and if you I mean that's different for you because you can actually materially
1: affect things you're actually playing in the league that you're, and you're able to select yourself for your own team but if you go on like a bad run in FPL and it's not your fault like, it's other players that you've picked apart from yourself. What, what can you do to turn things around? Because it's driving me mad.
2: <laughs> I'm having that kind of conundrum at the minute because this year we're, we're not allowed to put ourselves in this year, like anyone from Leeds. So I've had to build By my By order
0: team. of who? The management?
2: No, I think it was um, last year some people who were like, obviously thought they were a little bit of a spy. They kind of um, looked at our teams and saw who was taking who out. And so when they realised that, say, for instance, one of us took maybe Rafa out or Luke Aylin, they realised, oh, maybe he's injured. So then everyone would twig on and they were almost saying that it was like leaking team info, even though it wasn't. And I don't it's know how a they managed to for Leeds to be spied on for once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't something we were used to.
0: Matt Ford there taking the side of Derby County for the first time in his career. You own it, mate. You own it. Would that be a problem on the pitch last season? Like, if you're if you're through on goal, and you know you've taken Luke Ayling out of the team, and he's available on the left, it doesn't affect a pass, right? If you just no, think, no no. no, no, I can't have him scoring a goal.
2: I don't think so. I don't think anyone or any of us footballers take it that serious. Um, <laughs> I think there'd probably be big issues if we did. I can't imagine the manager being too happy. If does he, he know? Do that. Does
0: Bielsa know about FPL?
2: Um, I'd imagine so. He knows, he pretty much knows about everything. So I'd imagine he does know about it. And
0: do you apply Bielsa level process to your FP? I mean, how many hours are we talking out of a, an average um, Pat Bamford week? How much are we looking I'm at FP?
2: To be honest, I'm slacking because I forgot to do it the last week. I ended up leaving, I think I had Ronaldo captain when he was on the bench. <laughs> So I did forget the last week. I mean, it
0: could be worse. You could be Matt Ford who stares at it for hours and still leaves Ronaldo captain when he's on the bench. So don't feel bad.
2: I mean, the difference is, obviously, Patrick, you are
1: a professional Premier League footballer. So you're in the middle of this. This is like, this is your workplace. So it must be so much easier for you because you know all the people. You have have access to all those informal information flows. I mean, if you could pass any of it on, I'd be very grateful.
2: (laughs) It, it, It did used to happen last year, you know, like... I remember like when people would text people and say, is so-and-so starting? Just to like find out for their fantasy team. Um, I'm not sure whether they always got an honest answer. But... <laughs> you know what's great about this? It's not insider trading, but legal. Because
1: this isn't like the match-fixing scandals of the 90s. If you're just tipping people off about FPL, it's basically a victimless crime.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's. I, I'm not sure whether, like with people who aren't involved actually within the sport, whether it's a money thing or not. But obviously for us guys, it's just like a bit of fun. So it's kind of a bit of um banter between your mates about who comes bottom, who comes top.
0: I mean, the closest we get is making Fordy eat stuff that makes him cry. So if I ever tap you up for information, no, there's no money involved. There's just the embarrassment of a man who frankly deserves it.
2: So it's worth it then, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Do
1: you ever do like chilli challenges at Leeds? Have you ever forced to eat food that's too, too um, spicy and would make you cry?
2: No, but... I remember me and Lewis Baker, when we were at Middlesbrough, like he's one of my best mates. We used to have games nights with me and my missus and him and his missus. And we'd team up us two against them two, And whoever lost, there was always a forfeit. And if you didn't want the forfeit, you could cho- there was two forfeits or something to pick from. You could choose a magic box, which was like, you can't turn it down no matter what it is. It's like a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I remember some of the forfeits were like eating the horrible spicy things. One of mine, I decided to go for the magic box and it was to try and eat a whole lemon, skin and everything within a minute, which <laughs> obviously I failed. So then I had to do the forfeit anyway. So there's loads of games like that we used to play. Used Failing's to
0: worse, game. isn't it? For getting yeah. like 50 seconds in and having eaten three quarters of a lemon yeah. is worse than just getting it done. Way worse. I'll tell you what, we've got our forfeit for this week, Ford, the magic box. I'll tell a you what also
2: is hard as well. You know um, one of those big... <laughs> Dairy uh, milk bars of chocolate. Yeah. But that's kind of been out the fridge a little bit, so it's a little bit soft. And bit, when you yeah, eat it, tacky. it gets stuck in your mouth. You've got to yeah. try and demolish one of them in a minute. Okay, is...
1: so are you allowed assistance? Can you wash it down with a cup of tea or not? No, no drinks. Just oh, go for man. it. It's <laughs> <laughs> dark, man, because that sounds like a treat. I think I've probably eaten one in under a minute before. There's certainly some boxing yeah. days I've had where I've probably done two or three. But the, the no, lack of hard. access to a warm drink really... That's the turn of the knife. Yeah, Yeah. and you feel sick by the end of it, trust me.
0: I hope you enjoyed those periods because I I, I watch leads now and I worry about, I mean, your your physical uh, fitness is extreme and I now think, when did you last have even, I imagine even a square of dairy milk now you have to admit that you've had it the next day. When you're on the scales, not good, Patrick. (laughs) Yeah,
2: you have to watch out a little bit, but you kind of get used to or work out what you can and can't get away with and... uh... It's kind of like a balance in that really.
0: I did hear you saying on the League United podcast that you still have the odd M&S pudding after a tea.
2: Yeah, do every now and then. If, if oh, there was hesitation day. there that
0: said oh, I shouldn't uh, I don't want this to come up again.
2: <laughs> no, if I've had a hard day at training, then I feel like I can I've kind of earned one. Okay. But whilst I'm injured, no. Well, let's talk about it in a way that won't get you into trouble. If you weren't a footballer, what yeah. pudding would you have every day? I couldn't have the same one every day, but Oh, I've got, like, a soft spot for cheesecakes.
0: Ooh,
1: Ooh yeah.
2: yeah. What sort? <laughs> it's turned into <laughs> quite
0: a sexual vodka. The fact we both said that at the same time, I felt uncomfortable with myself there. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, go on. Go on. Any sauce on it? Salted caramel or fruit?
2: Yeah, I like the salted caramel ones. Yeah, I don't mind yeah. a fruit one as long as it's not lemon.
0: Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Squirty <laughs> cream on top.
2: No, no, no. I don't <laughs> yeah, go that far.
0: You've got to be reasonable. Mm. Let's let's quickly get back to FPL because I'm aware that um, time is of the essence, and I don't want to just talk about cheesecake. <laughs> You've been in it for years. Have you had like a season where you were like, "That was proper good"? Have you been in the top? I think the top like fifty or a hundred thousand is pretty exceptional.
2: Um, to be fair, last year was probably the first year where I actually kind of stuck with it or didn't forget about it for like the last two months of the season. So last year was probably my best finish, but I don't know where I came. How are you doing
0: this year? Do you know?
2: I actually opened it in front. Not very good. Talk okay, us what... through your team. Yes, yeah, yeah. And tell us how many uh... points
1: you're on because if I'm doing better than you, it'd be a heck of a
2: boost for me. Points. <laughs> <see>. <laughs> <laughs> so points, Ooh, 185.
1: No way. You're kidding. That's terrible. I'm not saying beating myself up. Oh my Wait, God. Wait, but
2: 185, but I'm like top three in most of my leagues. <laughs>
1: In a comedians' league, that
2: put you second from bottom. Oh bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was last week. Killed me, didn't I? I got like thirty <laughs> Yeah, you
0: got thirty nine last week, Matthew. So you know, let's let's rein it in. Yeah, but you Fairious. have to
2: remember. I'm sorry,
1: Patrick. I hope I wasn't
0: being rude. I've no,
1: basically <laughs> lost. That's the every happiest week.
0: you've been for a year
1: <laughs> since this podcast started. The start of the season, I've been the whipping boy. I, I've lost every week. I've been I've been force fed terrible food. I'm third from bottom. My luck isn't turning round. So, here that I've got more points over the course of a season than a Premier League and England start, obviously, is a huge
2: boost to me. And I've uh, I've used my wild card as well.
0: <gasps> when did you use your wild card?
2: The second week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I think that's what Why uh,
0: did you use your wild card so early?
2: Because I remember Lukaku signed, did after the first game? Yes. And so I wanted to get him in. So, I had to rejig and. I just thought I'm not taking the points hit, so I'll I'll have to use my wild card. And then I ended up taking a points hit to get Ronaldo in anyway later on. So
0: Yeah, Matt, used you, you used your wild card week one, didn't you? And then took a twenty point hit the week after as well.
2: Yeah, I didn't
1: really quite 20 understand point what I was hit. doing. Yeah, so I used my wild card and then still wasn't happy and then like made a load of other signings to bring Ronaldo in. Because I was basically <laughs> my budget limit, I then had to sell a load of other players to get Ronaldo through the door. So it's been I mean, I, this is why I'm so surprised. Because I am really bad at it.
2: That must mean <laughs> I'm having a shocking season. Because <laughs> you've taken the twenty point hit as well. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, no, yeah.
0: there's no way of saying it. You are losing to a cursed man. Yeah. I mean, I I have banned uh, Matt Ford from putting you in his team. I can't I can't have him picking Leeds players because he's just he's just an absolute jinx. I'm trying to bribe him to pick Southampton players this week. Anyone we've got coming up, yeah, get, them in get your him squad. in the
1: squad. And is there a type of player that that prefers to play at FPL compared to other types of players? Obviously, it's a very sort of different setup now. Footballers from all sorts of different parts of the world. Is there? Does it? Does it? As in, I guess, normal life also attract a sort of nerdier player. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like um, at Leeds, it's generally like the English lads who, and I'd say the lads who like really love football maybe the the foreign lads probably don't even don't know what it is and kind of haven't really played it before or come across something like that but the English lads who I'd I'd say like really love football like deep in deep out
0: what is your because I uh, as someone who buys FIFA every year and designs a player that is himself just for the thrill what gives you the most thrill being able to pick yourself in FPL or being able to play as yourself in FIFA
2: not FIFA because my ratings—I'm basically unusable. <laughs> <laughs> not far off in FPL. <laughs> At the minute, yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: but... as a manager, not as a player. God, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but no, I'm FIFA has got his claws out this week.
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't even bother playing myself on FIFA. I'm bloody useless.
0: You want to just you can you can tweet your levels, can't you? I mean, I don't want to. John Richardson is a hell of a player on FIFA, (laughs) but it it doesn't reflect reality. There's no.
2: I give the FIFA guy, the guy who um, like kind of gets in touch with the clubs for any kind of promo stuff and that. I always give him so much stick and battered him this year. He's (laughs) he's done absolutely nothing.
0: Do you think that might be it? Do you think the abuse is starting to? Do you think next year you're going to be four foot six and with a (laughs) pace of about twenty eight?
2: well, my pace, my pace is embarrassing. It's like, there's people in Leeds team who've got higher pace on the game and I'm thinking, like, what's going on?
0: Who is the manager? There's a manager, isn't there, that outsprints all his players? Uh, going Steve Bruce. From Steve they? Bruce, <laughs> yeah. Bruce yes. oh, yeah. Poor old Steve Bruce, now sprinting to the front of the doll queue, but at least he'll get there first. <laughs>
1: uh, so, Patrick, what's your team called?
2: Oh, it's just my name. Patrick Bamford?
0: Yeah. Well, it, there's an honesty to that. Like, <laughs> Oh, what happened there? Just, uh, <laughs> I'm hiding under a duvet. Lucy keeps poking me oh through the side God. of it. I'm talking to an England international. Please don't embarrass me in front of my friends. <laughs> Good night. That's my daughter off to bed. Um, look, uh, I, I feel like I've given a bad impression of myself. <laughs> um I, I, I don't know what to say really I, I want to wish you all the best for, for the future of FPL but I mean 185 points it's really shocking
2: well on the positive side it can only go up though so. yes I mean it can't can't go much worse no that's it right can- I mean
1: also could you join our league because that would then get me out of the bottom three <laughs> <laughs> I-
2: I'll tell you what, send me the league and let me gain a few more points. And then when I'm in a respectable position, I'll just jump in there and like top half.
0: <laughs> there is a definite link between the success of the comedians and their position in the league. I would have to say that, that you know, Ramesh and people like that who are working a lot tend to be down the bottom. Forty is a real anomaly, performing <laughs> you, so badly and yet having such so a watery. quiet diary. Um, but it's it's the nerds at the top.
2: Who Who is at the bottom of the league?
0: Who are the bottom five? Uh, Sean Walsh, Ramesh Ranganathan, Matt Ford. Um, Who else is down the bottom? I don't really look. uh, Then Rob Beckett and Laura Smythe. Yeah, oh Beckett's down there as well. Yeah, it's not the side of the league I really focus on. (laughs) We guys at the top, Um,
2: never look down.
0: Absolutely, you can't can't look behind you, can you? Um, Will you be back soon, uh, physically?
2: Yeah, I hope so. I hope so in the next, like within the next couple of weeks, I think. So it's just like I've got to take each day as it comes at the minute, but it won't be long. It's not well, a long one.
1: If you outperform us in FPL this week, as a treat, we'll get you a slice of cheesecake. <laughs> <All right. laughs> is salted caramel your favorite
2: or do you have a. No, no
3: salted caramel salt is
1: caramel.
2: just fine. Yeah. And any particular right. brand you like? No, you can surprise me. You can
0: okay. Surprise okay. Me. Do you, I assume you don't want that sent to Thorpe Archer or anywhere where Bielsa might get a sniff of it. Do you want that? I'll, I'll leave I'm, it in a secret location somewhere.
2: I'll tell you what, you can send a whole cheesecake to Thor Parch and say it's on behalf of your league. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks Not for suggesting uh, the the lemon forfeit. And uh, <laughs> hope to see you back soon.
2: Cool. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers.
0: Patrick. Bye-bye. Take care. See you soon. Bye. Cheers.
1: Time so now for Hit The Post, where we deal with our bulging... Virtual (laughs)
0: mailbag.
1: (laughs) I was going to pretend we had a kind of sack. I I quite like the um, Ed the Duck. You know, life was more fun when things were tangible, wasn't it? But maybe that's not a a discussion for today. But you can get in touch. Hello at CPFP. Are you talking
0: about the mailbag or Ed the Duck?
1: Both. Just having, like, actual letters to open. You know, the the treat of seeing different people's handwriting. But Do you remember
0: when they first, you could email... I think this went viral like the first email address at Going Live when they switched from letters to email it was like hello at chain forward slash their first email address is, is ludicrous it's a real sign of the times
1: well we are a modern show that's why it's easy to get in touch with us hello at cpfpl.com or tweet us at hello. FPL. we've had an Email here from Sander Epping, who goes by the name of Eppo. He says, hello, I'm Dutch. I don't play FPL, but that doesn't mean that the curse doesn't affect me. I'm Dutch and play a sort of fantasy era divisi, the Dutch League. And my scores are plummeting ever since I listened to your podcast. It would be nice if Matt could formally make his apologies for even affecting the scores in the Dutch Fantasy League. I do like your podcast and listening to Matt losing
0: his mind. Cheers, Eppo. Don't want to have a bang at that in a Dutch accent. Oh, would that be racist? No, I don't think Dutch is all right. And if you go from it, it would be nice. Okay.
1: It would be nice if Matt could formally make his apologies for even affecting the scores of the Dutch fantasy leagues. I do like your podcast and love listening to Matt losing his mind. <laughs> Cheers, Eppo. Well, thanks, Eppo, and thanks for leaving us that voice note. Um, hearing from a Dutch listener actually is very triggering for me, John, because... Um, have I told you about the the holiday I went to in Holland as a child? No. This is so tragic, right? So, <laughs> me and my sister. Oh man, we went to Holland for three weeks, and it was a it That's was a, a long time. And we stayed with a family, so my mum didn't come with us. Now, this was all. Oh man, so this is so. I don't think I've ever told anyone about this. We. <laughs> <laughs> It was a trip for disadvantaged children organised by the local Salvation Army, low-income families, and we got sent to Holland for three weeks, which sounded great. I mean, I still remember... It doesn't when
0: you say sent. You make it sound like it was a
1: draft. Which thought, this is great. And we were both... You know, we were both raised by my mum, you know, a tight-knit family unit. We were of primary school age, I think maybe 9 and 10 or 10 and 11. And it was over a summer holiday. And, um... Oh, man. We were just both so homesick the moment we got there. We really missed our mum. We were staying with this lovely family. And the dad ran a, ran a supermarket called De Boer, which is a chain of um, of Dutch supermarkets. It was in Friesland. And uh, we basically just cried every day for three weeks because we really missed <laughs> home.
0: And, like...
1: <laughs> We'd write to our mum all the, I mean, it was pathetic. I'm so When I look back now, I'm like, you sad little loser. You should have just been running around Holland for three weeks enjoying it. And I remember buying porridge on video, getting it back, and it didn't <laughs> work in our region. It was, anyway, it was in Dutch. And um, we would just eat chocolate spread. And the Michael Jackson album, Dangerous, I brought off a Dutch market and just listened to that. And I would make a diary counting down the days. It, it basically <laughs> turned into hell. And this poor family must have been like, we have taken in these two kids from Nottingham. And all they're doing for three weeks solid was just weeping. We were like people. Did they not you know, try and
0: do anything though? Did they not take you anywhere?
1: Oh yeah, but it was more like, there was kind of no great plan. We just sort of knocked about, you know, it, it was all. Did a bit they have strange. kids? Yeah, they had kids. One of them. Was one of them slapped me? He slapped me on <laughs> the face. I Get still, over it. You know what I think? I, I think I'd drawn on his jotter and he pinned me down and slapped me. I was like, "Oh man, what?" I'm crying over my mum. I missed my mum. I had this little T Rex that I um bought off a market. That I was kind of, you know, that was like my lucky mascot. I was so, I've never been, so, I don't think I've ever been as homesick since. Obviously it would be. Basically, <laughs> but just I, I, The reason why I've never really told anyone about that, I'm basically ashamed it's of because it, it's, it's tragic. So it's it's really one of the insane. worst stories I've ever heard. I can still remember the tracksuit that we got for the flight. For the, you know, it was so exciting having a tracksuit to wear for the flight. I mean, it, I make it sound like I grew up in like Victorian England, which I didn't.
0: But um, it, It's it, one of those stories I'm going to sort of, assimilate as if it's my own and I'm going to have a flashback in the week and think, oh, God, they're going to send me back. To... Oh, no, that's that's fine because it wasn't me. The only amusement I would have actually
1: was that I would, they had a swing in the back garden. I would, I'd let the swing get as high as I could and I would just sort of leap off it, which yeah. sounds almost like sort of troubling behaviour, but I, I really enjoyed just sort of flying through the air for a bit. I think it worried the family that I was crying and then basically <laughs> leaping through <from> the air. <laughs> kind of, no, I was just pretending to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Like, you know, when they leap through the air in action films and someone's been blown up. But i basically just listen to Michael Jackson's album. <laughs> you know, whenever I hear that song now, Oh me! <laughs> I'm like, oh god! It <laughs> takes you back to <laughs> ten years old. <laughs> I, miss mom. I can't listen to the album anymore. It absolutely sets me off. I'm like, oh god! I miss my <laughs> I want to fling myself off a swing in the pool. Also, I remember the mum. She had the shit. No, she was constipated. The mum was constipated. And in order to get herself moving,
3: because she would hang off the door like a monkey. So she'd open the door in the kitchen,
1: lock her fingers over the top of the door, and the lift the feet off the ground. And I was like... even I, I was sat there weeping, listening to Michael Jackson. She would be going... <laughs> to yeah. I was like, uh, uh, you know what? I wouldn't have even said anything out of there. I'd have just sort of like embarrassingly sort of looked for a second and then been terribly shy She caught my um, I've got the opposite
0: trouble, duck. I can't stop <laughs> doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I was I've like that much chocolate spread.
1: But she said, oh, I must, um, I cannot go to the toilet for shillage. So I must mis- <laughs> get myself moving. I was like, oh,
0: oh. But yeah, she would sort of just hang off the door. Which seems very perilous because doors move. Look at it from their point of view. They have been told Would you be good enough to welcome these two children from a deprived background? They've never been on holiday. It'll be such a treat for them to be abroad. And then all you do is cry in their house. She's thinking, He would rather be in a deprived situation in England than yeah. come to my house on his holiday. It's a real slam, that.
1: Yeah, I, I hadn't realised how... Um, I mean, we were very grateful, obviously very polite children. No I mean, wonder she was bound. All I really ate when I was there was Orinoco chocolate spread. I don't know if, I, if you've ever had it, get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com. Loved it. I would just have chocolate spread sandwiches,
0: throw myself off a great height and weep. Um, but, you know, I'd, it was
1: character forming.
0: So what's what's the region? If Eppo's listening... Um, What's the region of Holland? Let's see if we've got any listeners there.
1: Friesland. Friesland in Holland. And if they've still got De Boer Supermarkets, send them my regards. I loved a De Boer Supermarket. It was a, a world of wonder to a, to a lad that had only known Happy Shopper. I was like, oh my God, these are incredible.
0: Adam says, I'm not one to believe in curses, but I've had two terrible FPL weeks. Listening to you talking about it impacting the real world as I was on my daily walk through the woods, I thought it was all <laughs> But at that <laughs> moment, stood on a dead rat and blood and guts went everywhere. <sighs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely Matt's fault. What? The curse strikes again. Yeah.
1: The curse has struck again, actually. For I am the dark wizard. You better <laughs> watch I bring you out. Bring you. You lot out there running your mouth. That's what happens, mate. Dead right on your path. And it's only going to get worse, pal.
0: How are you at uh, Minnesotan accents?
1: No idea. Um, no, me neither. I could just do a kind of, uh, could just do it as Woody Allen.
0: Yeah, go on then. Yeah. Hello, Jan and Matt.
1: <laughs> I want to let you know about the course. It's moved on from the game to real life. I'm starting a new job next week and took a couple of weeks off in between to relax and enjoy the time with my wife and her two dogs.
0: Your wife and her two dogs?
1: <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Well, that's where American accents come from, isn't it? It's from like what regions of England they're
0: from. That's yeah, perfect. I grew oh, yeah. up watching a lot of Jethro.
1: Yeah, I heard your podcast advertised on a different <laughs> show and I wanted to start listening since I needed my Jan Richardson fix while waiting for the future not season three. And wow... Have I made a mistake? In the two weeks that I've been listening to the back episodes of the show, we've had a washing machine break, a refrigerator <laughs> break. I've turned more into Janice from Friends. Too late night waking up, <laughs> so one of the dogs being sick on her bed. And a coup de grace. Our neighbours calling and knocking on her door at 5am because they needed a ride to the airport. And their car, they it didn't show up. How powerful is Matt Ford's courage when you binge old episodes? I what have next. I'm just glad I don't have an FPL team. <laughs> John, please keep up the great work on the show. Matt, please lose your powers wisely. It's from Matt B, St. Paul, Minnesota.
0: You will see. Wow. Yeah. It's something we haven't considered the effect of the curse in posterity, that people could go back and listen to early episodes and be struck by the curse not know what it was that is the sheer power you know what it is it's basically like nuclear waste
1: it's like it's just going to sit on the ocean floor for millennia you better listen to this podcast in a lead-lined room because if it gets out this is you know what you talk about the things that you could power things with there's so much raw power emanating from this podcast it could solve that energy crisis or not well, anyway, this is a Comedians League. Let's get a comedian on. Welcome to the show, the fantastic comedian and manager of the Grealish showman, Alexandra Haddo. Oh. Alex, welcome to the show.
3: Hello, thank you so much for having me.
1: Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. A great team name, the,
0: the Grealish showman.
3: Yeah, th- it doesn't quite work, does it? It, only <laughs> well, works it does if Grealish. you
0: pronounce it properly and you say Grealish.
3: Yeah. And then I I did that. And do you know what? I was so obsessed with the Euros this year. And then I did that and I sh- like showed off to all my uh, mates that play FPL and they were like, you know, it's actually Grealish. And then I was like, <laughs> well, whatever. It looks good written down, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, grammatically, and you've pluralized show men as well. I
3: mean, yeah, you've committed some, to the pun. For some morale, you know, for the for the boys, for the team. Yeah.
1: So let's have a look at how you're doing then uh, with the Grealish Showmen. You're fifteenth in the league, yes. uh, on three hundred and fifty nine points. So fifteenth in this league is is roughly mid table. Uh, so it's yes. a good start. A hundred
0: yep. points ahead of Matt Ford. <laughs>
1: yes.
3: I, uh, my tactic was I was so so busy, the busiest I've ever been in my life when this league started. And so I forgot to change it on week two. And I thought, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep the same team until I go on the show. And then I'm going to change it every week and try and beat everyone and come out on top. And I, I, I logged on today, honestly, really nervous because I thought, I bet you I'm at the bottom. But then I saw Sean Walsh then, and I was like, do you know what? That's fine. Um, and ah, Well,
0: this is fascinating because it's a conversation we have on the podcast every week. Matt frequently makes changes that actually end up costing him points because yeah. the team he altered would have done better. And you are evidence that that is the case just (laughs) leave it like a scav leave it
3: I I was scared that honestly I'd be in the bottom few and I Ivo Graham I think uh we we chat about this fairly regularly and I'm delighted to say that as obsessed as he is with changing his team me and him are exactly level pegging on points not even position in the league exact points Wow! so um, I've already texted him to taunt him You are. It's
0: very tight. That point in the league, you are tied with Ivor Graham and you are two points behind Alex Brooker. So the three of you there, there's a real battle for position going on there.
3: Yeah, so I'm sort of going to amp it up now that I've appeared on this and sort of hopefully beat you all. That's my plan.
1: Last week, you you had a relatively poor week for you, but it meant that you fell down the league. Actually, had you logged in a couple of weeks ago, you'd been even higher up the league. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah! You dropped to fifteenth—a a, a, a phrase oh I could only God. ever dream of hearing about myself.
0: <laughs> so, game week six, you scored seventy-four points. Um, yeah, um, one is... of the weeks
3: I scored a hundred and two. Oh man!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. So I don't know how I—I I sort of picked it emotionally as well.
1: Okay. So, um, so what what are the emotions behind those those choices then?
3: Um. Not all of them, some of them. Um, Jamie Vardy, I enjoy because he looks like every boy I met in a club from the ages of 15 to 20. <laughs> um, and he's for, he plays for Leicester. And I'm from Corby originally, so it's kind of my nearest big team. Schmeichel, big fan of Peter Schmeichel. I'm a big United fan. Um, so Casper uh, Schmeichel, that was just keeping it in the family. Um, sold
0: for a million pounds, one of the worst deals in Leeds United's history. Yeah, we really really should have held on. And I think he wanted to stay. It was, it was a bad time for the club.
3: Oh, that's a sh- I think he's quite, a, yeah, I just think he's quite a, quite a good person. <laughs> that's a, he's and a also, good
0: goalkeeper. He's a
3: brilliant goalkeeper as well. I mean, obviously I didn't pick somebody that I thought was awful.
0: Um, this is, are you writing this down, Matt? <laughs> Sod off, because I picked <laughs> players because I thought they were good. I'm
1: not trying to be, this is part of the problem with this narrative is, I'm not being deliberately rubbish. And and I've got to say it for the first time this episode: my front three is Kane, Antonio, and Ronaldo. That is not an idiot's choice. Robertson at the back, Salah and Benrahma in the middle. I, I actually think I've got one of the best teams in the league. I still stand by that. I stand by these boys.
3: They're doing it. They're doing it to annoy you, Matt. That's what's happening.
1: That would make more sense to me than what's actually. Ha- I actually can't <laughs> make sense of how bad I am. That, in a weird way, any of them knowing who I am and then deliberately throwing their game to frustrate me. Somehow makes more sense. <laughs> so,
0: in them, terms yeah. of uh, talking about big money signings who aren't necessarily delivering, you are, I guess, duty bound to have Jack Grealish in your side because they're called yeah, the Grealish showman. He is thing. an expensive player who is not. I mean, last week two points, yeah. twenty-six points all season. It's not great yeah. on an eight million pound midfielder when there's so much competition there.
3: No, it's it's very bad. But I I sort of. I sort of have to have him in for my team name to make sense and I sort of fell in love with him when I was watching the Euros so So if you could change anything about
1: FPL because obviously you can play wild cards bench boosts things like that if you can invent some changes to the game what would they be
3: Changes to the FPL Yeah um I think you should well seeing as I've had I've picked mine sort of emotionally maybe you get an emotional pick um, <laughs> once I feel like once a week that's maybe too much but maybe once every maybe once every four weeks you get an emotional pick and it's just sort of how they've been in general life that week <laughs> you get that's points a great for that. idea so like
1: Rashford for instance
3: exactly exactly I was literally about to say so if you picked Rashford you know you got a doctorate this week I think didn't he? Um, yeah. I mean I think you'd only be allowed to use him once in the entire league because otherwise everybody would be picking him for their emotional uh, their emotional choice wouldn't they yeah, and there
0: would have to be a sort of counterweight to that that <clears throat> you couldn't have you know Ronaldo and Vardy and people like that yeah it feels like this week there should be a, there's a thing in FIFA where if you if you get enough um coins you can you can buy a takeover so you get and especially what's happened at Newcastle maybe there should be a chip where you could get a takeover and they just for one week only they pump like another 20 million into your team
1: you know
3: what? Oh, yeah. We,
1: we talked about this earlier about Newcastle and the Saudis, and I, you know, I oh, looked down yeah. my nose at the Newcastle fans who overlooked their human rights record. If the Saudi regime rang me up now and said we will take over Notting Hill Forest and guide them to anywhere near in the top half of Comedians <laughs> FPL, I would sell, sell, sell in heartbeat.
3: That's where your principles are. That's the bar. Yeah. but Do you know what? Now that I'm going to try and I'm going to change it every week and properly get into it because I'm uh, very unemployed now, whereas I was very employed before. um, The curse
0: of Matt Ford.
3: I I know that it's going to ruin my life because I'm I'm extremely competitive to the point of annoyance, I think. So I feel like I've been in sort of blissful ignorance and now I'm going to be checking it every 12 minutes or something.
0: Yeah, what are we looking at in terms of hours? Then are you, are you properly going to go for it now?
3: Yeah, I'm. Pro- I'm properly going in
0: now. Combining comedy and football, you run a comedy club at a football club.
3: I do. Yes. Yeah. So also that. So I'm sort of around people all the time, and uh, I run a a monthly gig at Dulwich Hamlet Comedy <gasps> Club. Uh, That's so club, cool. Which is very cool, and they're all the best gang in the world, and it's a brilliant gig. It's kind of like a it's it's its own little sort of. um I don't want to say cult because that sounds ominous, doesn't it? But it's got a, lo- a loyal following and they're all very good eggs. It's nice. I
0: went to watch Dulwich Hamlet um, probably quite a few years ago now. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to say it attracts a clientele, but I yes. have never yet been in a queue to get into a football ground behind two people going through their Sainsbury's bag to discuss who would picked the best wine to go with the match. <laughs>
3: Do you know what? If I was go- I was going to try and describe what they're like, but you've done it better than I could. Um, I was uh, I was going out with a lad from Salford, and we went uh, a couple of years ago, and we went to watch them before a gig. And uh, they have Prime Minister pies there, and they're delicious, oh, right? Yes. And they're all called things like the Kevin or the you know they've all got like a name like that. Pie yeah, the Heidi, yes, John, exactly. That's is the that veggie one, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kevin is actually the vegan one, and it's so—I'm not vegan, but it's so tasty. Anyway, I feel like I'm doing an ad for Prime Minister now. But um, yeah, they somebody shouted uh, Kevin uh, for Lawrence, and three guys went, "Yep, that's me." <laughs>
0: <laughs> for me, it's already been a joy knowing uh, that you're hundred points ahead of Matt Ford, literally having ignored your team I'm excited to see how it develops so will you come back on later in the season and
3: oh please
0: it would be good to analyze this whether transferring works or not over a season and see if you get worse a having spoken to Matt Ford and b having pledged now to make more of an effort than you have
3: I feel like I'm going to sort of be more stressed and do worse Uh, so (laughs) please enjoy the sort of change in tone of my voice next time when I'm pulling my hair out and I've become obsessed with it
1: well, if you beat John and I this week, in this game week,
0: we will get you a tray of pies.
3: That would honestly be the peak of my career thus far.
0: Thank you so much for coming on.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Cheers, and um, Good luck.
3: I'll see you later in the season.
0: So that about concludes things for this week, Matthew. We we have, of course, the issue of our special star listener. Last yeah. week, you dedicated the show to anyone currently eating mashed potato. I have a steward's inquiry to put to you, Uh, an email from Andy Williams. says, hi guys, delighted to claim the star listener this week. Via the dubious claims committee, I was eating potato croquettes during the podcast. I don't think that counts.
1: What is the matter with you? Of course it counts. I was sat here nodding away warmly. That 100% counts. They're made of mashed potato.
0: Yeah, but they're oh, not I called love... mashed potato. They're called it's potato croquettes much... by definition. Where does this end? A potato waffle? No, no.
1: Potato croquettes are one of the few other potato products that clearly fall into the mashed potato category, and he is 100% as our listener. And also, it's made me think, I've not had a potato croquette for probably a decade. And I Do would you know really what that them. might
0: be? Because they're horrible.
1: No, they're not. What's the matter with They're
0: about? really horrible, claggy, Unpleasant. I think if you have mash with something, it makes you think, right, I need a, a lubricant with this. I need some gravy or some sauce. The breadcrumb around a croquette leads you to believe that it is a side dish on its own. So you don't put a gravy or a sauce with it. And then you end up with a hideously dry mouthful of claggy mash.
1: But, but that's because you would. that would only befall you if you're a fool, because you're having potato croquettes, so you obviously get in a tin of spaghetti hoop stuff with them.
0: Of course you do. I forget that you eat like a seven-year-old boy who's just come in from football. Hayden says, I'm currently on a cruise ship as a crew member, sadly in quarantine with COVID-19. I was halfway through the episode when my evening meal arrived, steak with mashed potato. (gasps) Yes! Certainly one of my favourite foods. However, this mashed potato was definitely scooped out. With an ice cream utensil, not ideal.
1: Whoa. We talked about that last time. Dinner ladies doing it. Bang on. Wow. This is such a highly personal podcast for so many people. We're changing lives.
0: Yeah, I mean a lot of people this week. For me, so many people were touched by the mashed potato dedication that I think it's slightly invalidated. I, I think it would have been better to get emails from listeners who weren't eating mashed potato. So let's let's have something a little bit more nuanced this week, Matthew. Who's who's this week's podcast for? This is for
1: anyone who is... I mean, this is a long, long... This is a Hail Mary of a long shot. Anyone who is in Friesland in Holland, <laughs> the province where I wept. It sounds like a Robert Red film, doesn't it? Robert Redford film, the province where I wept. It'd be Robert Redford and Meryl Streep and they'd just being sort of fields of barley, low-lit. um, And they'd talk about... Oh, such a terrible term, and then they'd occasionally weep. Uh, but it would be a, a thrilling love story that would enthrall critics and audiences alike. I um, can't
0: wait for the Matt Botford documentary where you go back to Friesland, sort of triumphant. I can picture you now sort of wandering around in a polo shirt, just visiting the site, and this is the door she would hang off. And I remember I was sat here crying when she dropped stool, and of course, years later, I would go on to soil myself on the monkey bars in what I feel was a, an apology and a tribute to this mother. <laughs> the, um, I would play
1: computer games in this computer shop. I, I oddly, I was quite good at Street Fighter 2, but I had no idea what I was doing. And these Dutch kids would sort of crowd round. I'd just be furiously hitting the buttons as fast as I could. It sort of worked for a bit. And they were sort of enthralled by this this weeping English boy who was um, good as Dal Sim. Um, <laughs> And then the sort of magic war, and then I wasn't good at it. What little currency I had that afternoon evaporated. But I realise, if anyone is in Friesland now, this is a very long shot, but if you've been there, if you've been to a De Boer supermarket, or if you've enjoyed the pleasure of Orinoco chocolate spread...
0: And if you've hung off a door handle until you achieved Orinoco flow... And this podcast (laughs) is dedicated to you. That's all we've got time for this week. Good luck to all of you in the very welcome return of FPL in Game Week 8. Next week, we'll be joined by comedian Nathan Caton, and we will catch up with Patrick Bamford. And last week's podcast guest, Ian Sterling, to see if he's won some personalised shin pads.
1: And remember, keep sending us any peculiar football stories you want us to discuss, forfeit or prize suggestions, or any questions for our guests tweet us at comediansfpl or email us hello at cpfpl.com. And for the love of God, leave a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to this on. And if it's one of those platforms that allows a written review, then just take the time because i tell you what, it's lovely John. I know you dipped into reviews the other week mm. and I thought, whoa, you know, knowing what I know about the internet and the things that people can sometimes <laughs> say, Oh, we've had so many lovely reviews on there. Um, Someone says, I had to put weights down. Two of my favorite comedians who are obviously great makes taking chunks out of each other over their FPL choices. It's so good. And each week, the pain and torment of Matt magnifies. Excruciatingly sad and at the same time, very amusing. And I kind of feel like that's a good way to describe this show. Excruciatingly sad,
0: but very amusing. May the pain continue. And to all those of you who've missed a game week, remember, get your team selections in It's So by the time this podcast reaches your ears, most of the internationals will be over. Don't miss the deadline. Bye. Bye. Bye.